Previously on 1P D&D. Using a magical map disguised as a ring, Myri found the library Graven Hollow. At the insistence of a mysterious elderly drow named Fazerin Devere, she checked out its archives. There, she caught glimpses of herself finding a weapon in a possible future, spied on the demon lords in their present locations in the Underdark, and discovered their disturbing origin from the recent past. They were accidentally summoned by a drow mage called Gromf Panray. After interacting with some of the library's echoes, unexhausted and overwhelmed Myri retired to her chambers within the library. We join her there now, cupcake in hand, as she ponders the overwhelming task ahead of her. There is a slight knock on your door. Come in. The door slides open, and Viseron walks into the room. Oh, hi. I noticed you were returning. Yeah, I've got a lot to think about. You have seen them, what you have come here to look for. Have you seen them? I have seen that that fooled Gromf brought the demon lords down upon us, with his demon queen pulling the strings all the while. Like, he was doing this in honor of her? He nods. For centuries I have opposed Loth and her priestesses, fighting a private war against the zealots of my home. Hmm. Gromf is a puppet of Loth, and now he has given her free reign of the Abyss. My own research leads me to believe Gromf used Fersris to achieve such a summoning, though I am sure he did not intend this result. The imbecile! I can save you months of research, time we clearly do not have. The information I found here has confirmed my theories, and I know how to banish the demons back to the abyss. But we can do this only if we work together. If you are willing and daring enough to directly challenge the demon lords, or perhaps foolhardy is a better word. I would agree with that. What plan? Not that I'm mad, but... They just seem... The odds seem so impossible. What's your idea? He smirks. We pit them against one another. I will explain more in my home. Come, there is no time to lose. Your home? I have a tower not far from here. It's not black, is it? It's more of a gunmetal. Does your tower have a name? Arage. They always do. You'll have to name your tower, too. That was my tower? I'll call it, um, Stone Tower for my last name. And also the material. Well, yeah, workshop it. Maybe, like, mull it over. You've got time. I feel like we could probably talk about it here. He stops. Like, he was already kind of walking out the door. He stops and turns back. My resources are all in my home. I did not bring them with me to the library. It will be easier to illustrate what must be done there. But if you insist, I can lay out the finer points right here. I don't see why not. The only one of my kind that could ever match me in the art is Gromf Banre. I think we knew from the moment we met that we were destined to be rivals. But where I sought only to master the art, Gromf was also an astute political manipulator. No more devout than I in the service of the Spider Queen, he arranged for my disgrace and exile. Deprived of my considerable skills, my house fell to our rival. Gromf became the Archmage of Menza Baranzan, consigned to solitude in the Underdark. I didn't perish, as most assumed I would. Instead, I put my arcane powers to work to create a safe haven for myself and spent the following centuries in isolated study, furthering my mastery of the magical arts. I have watched from afar as countless events unfolded in the Underdark and across Faerun, making plans for my eventual return. I believe that time has come. Gromf and I only ever had two things in common, our passion for the art and our hatred of the manner in which our fellow mages suffered at the hands of the matron mothers and mistresses of the drow. Gromf has always hungered for power, and not even becoming archmage was enough to satisfy him. From my tower of exile, I have kept watch 
on Grump's activities. This was no easy task, given his suspicious and circumspect nature. Nonetheless, my observations revealed that he was crafting a unique ritual, one that could somehow draw the energy of Ferzris to channel incalculable arcane power. When Gronf performed this ritual, the walls between the planes shuddered. Then, as you have by now realized, the demon lords were wrenched from their layers of the abyss and cast about here in the Underdark. Demons are creatures ruled by madness and hatred, even the greatest and most powerful of them. They warred ceaselessly upon each other in the abyss and have already begun to do so here. We can play them against each other. I believe I have the ability to devise and cast a ritual similar to Gromp's, but nowhere near as dangerous or foolish. The Dark Heart Talisman. It will serve as a sort of lodestone that will draw the most powerful demon lords together at the site of the original summoning. Once they are brought together, they will try to destroy each other. They will thus be cast back into the abyss as effectively as if they had been banished. If we bring them all to a common battleground, they will tear one another to pieces. Hmm. However, the components for this spell are particularly rare. You will need the cow as white as milk, the cape as red. I just want you to know, I knew it was coming, and I let you do it, because I figured it would be more funny coming out of his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Try and get me to a second location. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Hell yeah, now do fucking take out your phone, drop a pin for Maggie, be like, here's where I am. He says... The ritual needs certain components to produce the talisman that will draw the demons. Then a rite to empower and activate it. All I need are the necessary ingredients. The intact and unhatched egg of a purple worm for channeling great physical power. The central eye of a beholder to break down magical resistance and overcome magical forces. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me stop you right there, buddy. You need a beholder's eye for this? The central eye. One from the stocks will not do. Okay, what else on this shopping list? It is not that complicated. Six feathers from six different angels. (laughs) She laughs. The authority of the celestial realms will be a force to enrage fiendish creatures. I also need the heart of a Garistro to reach and influence the hearts of other demons. What's a Garistro? A demon. He looks at me like I'm so dumb. (laughs) I'm in character. Yes, in character. Thirteen tin masks, known as devil's mushrooms, as a lure to draw the demons in. A few drops of blood or ichor from a demon lord to connect with the demons the ritual will call. And, most importantly... Gromf's grinwards and the notes on his ritual to assist in better understanding the power that summoned the demon lords here. In my research in this library, I have located potential sources for all of these components. Both the purple worm egg and the eye of the beholder can be found in the worm writhings not far from here. Angel feathers and the demon heart can be claimed in the labyrinth, and the grimoire is in Menza Baranzan. You can get the blood and the tin masks from any demon lord you encounter. And likely they will be after you on your hunt. I can recalibrate your ring and it will lead you to these locations. Oh, interesting. I thought this was a one location only kind of ring. Who do you think made it? This is... You did this? He extends a long, slender hand. May I? I take it off and hand it to him. He curls his fingers around it and whispers some arcane words and kind of like crushes it in his hand and then opens it up. And now instead of a sapphire, it it is an amethyst purple, Mm. almost like a lilac. This will guide you to the components that I need, that we need. Huh. The plan sounds good, but the ritual you're talking about is similar to the one Gromph did. Who's to say this won't just open more portals? and lead more demons into this world. I have accounted for that. Gromf was hasty in his summonings, playing at Loth's pace. 
I am his superior in the art, and I will not be so foolhardy. Hmm. Dragon heist it is. Well, we're going back to season one now? I'm God damn time travel bullshit. Stealing a dragon egg. No, n- not worm, W Y R M. W O R M. Oh. You're stealing a worm egg. It's not a big deal. Feels like a big deal. No, they're just worms. How big could they be? The way you're saying that. Okay. So I go, smush some worms, take an egg. Remember, the longer you tarry, the more influence the demon lords twist into the Underdark. They shall bend the Ferris around them to create mimicries of their lairs. Do you use the Ferris in your spells? Ferris is unpredictable. Right. And I am a calculating man. I prefer to work with more stable elements. She takes a chocolate croissant off the table and starts chewing it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> so we're working together. So you're working with me. Of course, it is in your best interest to remain hidden. To that end, he unclasps the cloak that he is wearing and then like takes it on, hooked on one finger and extends it to you. I offer you this. She takes it and takes a look at it. It is a piwafwi which is a cloak of elven kind, Mm. which means while you wear it, it requires attunement, but... Um, Advantage on stealth checks and perception checks have disadvantage. So you're twice as good at hiding, and it's twice as hard to find you. Yeah. Um, They're like the cloaks that uh, Sam and Frodo have. This is beautiful. Thank you. Where did you get this? A friend. She puts it on. Back when I had friends. Maybe he's not a creepy wizard. Maybe he's a lonely old man. Hmm. Trying to invite this little girl back to his tower. <laughs> it's all right. I have one leg. I'm grizzled now. <laughs> There's no like innocent lookingness about me anymore. <laughs> As you like lick the frosting up of a cake. There's nothing innocent Ooh, about me anymore. Yummy. I'm hard boiled. <laughs> <laughs> Central lie to a beholder. Why do I have to fight a beholder? I'll you don't have to fight a beholder. You just have to get its central eye somehow. Look, I once bribed a guard with a thousand gold. I don't understand the systems of games. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was a monk in that campaign, so it didn't it didn't matter because it was like, I, I don't get money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you had a thousand gold and we're at a point where you're like, I guess we're bribing guards still. Because that's the point where I feel like you, like you and Myrie can just like talk to a guard and make them see the light. We had changed a lot of guards' lives in that game. We've turned them on to better careers. What do you really want to do? I like sheep. <laughs> Turn one into a shepherd. Oh, good. Because if he was like, I like sheep, that could go a Oh, it could. Way. It could. Yeah. No, he just wanted to be a shepherd. He just wanted to be he a sheep Welsh. dad. He didn't want to be a sheep daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> okay. You have lost the opportunity to speak to Vizeron anymore. He's going to get out of here before he gets any more. <laughs> I missed out. my opportunity attacks. Yeah, you spent your reaction making jokes. <laughs> he, um... I think the first time and I say, please don't invite strangers to your home. And then he leaves. As he's leaving, there is a sound of clattering, breaking glass, and a sharp inhale of breath. And you see Vizeron's face drop. His lips disappear into nothing but a thin line. His eyes narrow. And then... You see something pass over his face, and a like kind of crooked smile threatens to appear on his lips. And he calls, Grin! After a moment, you see a young male drow. His hair is kind of uh, askew. He looks like kind of like a, a puppy who knows he's done something wrong, like who knows he's about to be reprimanded. That kind of like comes in forward. He's kind of, he's got very like um, Miles Morales energy. What's his name? He's Shamik Moore. He goes, uh, uh, yes, Vizeron, uh, I'm sorry, I, uh, um, I was packing up your implements, and Vizeron holds up a single finger, and, like, you see him just by holding up that finger, Grin winces, like he's about to be hit, and then he lowers the finger slowly, and Vizeron says, uh, you will need a guide through the Underdark, will you not? Uh, it is true, I, I don't really know my way through it. Grin, you will accompany this human girl on her quest. And uh, you see Grin's eyes go wide for a moment, and then he uh, bows his head and he says, Yes, mister. That's very kind of you. 
She kind of looks at Grin. Can I tell anything about him? Like, does this guy even look like he can fight? Make an inside check. Not bad. Oh, but negative one. 15. You can see he's wearing plain black robes Mm -hmm. and he has a belt with a pouch around it that looks like it's easily accessible from his hand. You can intuit that that's probably a spell casting component pouch. Mm -hmm. So while he doesn't look formidable, you're guessing he can cast spells. Mm -hmm. Like maybe he's apprenticed to this dude. Yeah, that's also, you kind of get that vibe. This is probably a punishment now for this apprentice go out into the world and get some real world experience Yikes. like his his scrubbing chalkboards is uh navigate the underdark <laughs> with a dummy from the the surface but as you're looking him over he like glances up at you nervously and uh nods his head and he's like appraising you as well mm-hmm, trying mm-hmm. to be like okay am i like how screwed am how, I? yeah how likely am i to come out of this alive mm. i was thinking we'd leave in the morning grin does that work for you as you wish, Mistress Myrie. You could, you can, you, you, don't call me Mistress. You can just call me Myrie. It's fine. Yes, ma'am. Uh, Myrie. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, great. And Mazarin says, uh, now clean up the mess you have made before you depart. Cleave. He walks off back into the central hub of the library, mm-hmm. presumably out back to uh, the tower he was talking about. Cool. In the next morning, you set out from the library with grin he shows you the door by which i mean he leads you out the hallway into the central hub Mm -hmm. and then you turn around and where your rooms were is now just an open cavern that leads out into a tunnel cool uh shelvier oh 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 god he's got like a big backpack on now and like a you know a bedroll you know i guess first up the vernon writings yeah uh i follow him the way he's going what do you know about the warm writhings well, they were made by the purple worms. Uh, it's a, a, a honeycomb network. It's going to be difficult to traverse, but uh, with the master's ring, we should be able to at least find the, the nursery that we seek. Then we can get an egg and hopefully uh, get out before we are noticed. Do not fear, though. Uh, the worms very rarely go back the way that they have already been, so the tunnels should be safe. So the hope is that we can just go in and kind of heist an egg out without having to face a worm? That would be ideal, yes. Yeah, that's for sure. They are quite large. How large is quite large? He, like, puts his hands out as far as they can go on either side. Okay, okay. The worm's eggs are common components in some of my master's spells. There are organizations uh, within Menza Baranzan that, um... Retrieve and capture them as a business. Okay. So it's doable. It is doable. Of course, they usually travel in groups of about a dozen. Uh, So for the two of us, uh, maybe not as easy as pudding. Easy as pie. Ah, I am still learning the common tongue. It's all right. You speak it great. He smiles. Thank you. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, and you're you're traveling together for several days, so any questions you want to ask grin yeah totes how long have you been working for Viseron? my master found me uh, several years ago i was exiled from my home he saved me in return i take care of his chores i i measure his components and do whatever he needs me to do it is actually a, a very beneficial arrangement i i am learning much underneath him he like steps on the hem of his robes as he says that and like falls to the ground oh and then like picks himself back up and, can i try uh, and catch him Oh, yeah, sure. Make a uh, make a dexterity. Twelve. You grab him just before he hits the ground. And uh, you've never seen a drow blush before. That wasn't really Maggie's thing. Mm-hmm. But his cheeks flood a dark purple mm-hmm. as he uh, picks himself up and he goes, um, Perhaps I, I will hem these tonight when we camp. Okay, so then you are you are camping for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have your rations, but do a survival, survival check. check? <laughs> yes, sorry, for foraging. Could not remember the word. Eleven. You're unable to find any snacks, food, or uh, water. You have to rely on your own stores. Oh, no. Mark off eight rations. Marked. On the ninth day, you are feeling hungry. The rations, like, they sustain you. They're like pop But they're by no means. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say power bars or, like, cliff bars. 
But yes, for your candy-coated Wes Anderson life, a Pop-Tart. A Pop-Tart is my idea of like tough rations. <laughs> it wasn't all easy. It wasn't all easy. One night we had s'mores. S'mores. Okay, so you are feeling hungry. But like you're you're not right. exhausted by it. Like you're still full. Right, we have stuff. And Grin has rations of his own that he, you know, eats quietly and politely. He's actually very neat when he eats. Oh. He's um takes small bites. Mm-hmm. The way people are constantly reprimanding me too, but I never do. Oh, I eat really I wolf fast. I down food. Nothing much of note happens as you navigate. You have a couple of minor skirmishes with some sturges. You pierced some piercers. You rapiered some ropers. It's good. You defended yourself against creatures of the Underdark that are so far below your challenge rating, we don't need to fight them on pod. Does Grin get in the fight for any of them? Does he kill, like, one of them while I slaughter, like, seven? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, like, Grin, Grin's, like, tangling with this Sturge and, like, trying to cast Magic Missile, but they all, like, he messes up the targeting, so they all go around and hit ones that you're already fighting with. Uh, and you're just, like, like dancing through the air, whirling blades, uh, cutting off of these wings as these vampiric creatures swell down towards you. You see him, like, totally gaunt, like, how the blood is drained from him after you clear the air of them. And uh, he spends the whole next day kind of like limping, getting back to full health. Very like Xander and Buffy going out on patrol together. (laughs) Yes, exactly. He's the Zeppo. But there are creatures of note on this day. You see something ahead of you in the tunnel. Make a perception check. Ten. There's a faint glowing green up in the tunnel ahead of you, but you can't make out what it is. Um, I put up my cloak of elven kind and sneak closer to get a closer look. And I turn back to him and I go, if you can sneak, follow me. (laughs) Why are you doing that with your voice? It just felt right. Okay. 28. Grin also falls into the shadows around the side of the, he goes to the other side of the tunnel. We're Batman and Robin. Oh, God damn it. (laughs) Gave me a little boy who's nice with no family. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, I did. Holy bags of gas, Myrie. <laughs> it's so wrong with a Russian accent. They're flumps. And now that you're closer, you can see there's this like cloister of flumps just gently floating through the air. And they kind of make like. Like you ever go to like a sound garden and you like touch uh-huh. the little pipes and they go boom, boom, boom. They're like making like gentle boom, 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 noises to each other as they float through the air like jellyfish. I already have my hex blade in my hand, like at the ready. Mm-hmm. You're saying these aren't a problem for us? No problem at all. Okay. Uh, she puts her cloak down. Okay. Mm-hmm. I guess um, we just... Can we just walk through them? Are they going to talk to us? Is this a thing? As you walk forward, uh, then you turn around and one is like on your shoulder. (laughs) How are you? She like looks slowly over her shoulder at this thing. Mm -hmm. I'm fine. How are you? They'll like kind of come around you, tickling the air with their tendrils. They're not bothering you by any means, Mm -hmm. but they're curious. They're like, like, they're like goats. Yeah. Just coming up and kind of like rubbing their heads against you. Uh Uh-huh. We are not well, sorry to say. Oh, don't feel bad. Yeah, like you like have this look of concern uh-huh. and one of them kind of like shivers near you. We're just sad. And they change to from green to blue. There are evil thoughts in the Underdark these days. What do you mean evil thoughts? Have people been talking to you or are you saying you can understand thoughts? We understand thoughts. We eat them. Don't be alarmed. Mary puts her hands on her head. <laughs> just just like wide-eyed. Feeling her. What do I have that protects me? It's an amulet. She clutches her amulet a little bit. <laughs> touches her head. They like turn this soft pink. And they kind of giggle. like, <laughs> And then they, you know, they uh, up through the air as they like start to drift down again. They Don't be alarmed, it doesn't hurt. Normally, thoughts in the Underdark are scared, which is spicy, though not ideal. Uh I just realized I'm doing emo Phillips. Feel, though, lately, dark and twisted thoughts, Hmm. mostly evil. Yeah, that 
we're sort of investigating that, so to speak, as we wander through this. We? She looks at Grin. She doesn't. You look uh, behind it where Grin was, but he is gone. He is uh, totally stealthed off. We should be going. Okay. Thank you for the meal. You have kind thoughts in you. Well, I mean, I guess that's true. Thank you. Um. It kind of rubs its tendrils (laughs) up against your face and says, Remember, the only way to combat evil thoughts is with kind... Suddenly gets jetted with a magic missile and turns dark gray. The other ones go blue and red and uh, flee down the tunnel the way you came. You see Grin, like, has shocking grasped this one. I did it, Smiley. Also, real quick, make a dexterity save. Oh, yeah. 24. You duck out of the way as these fleeing flumps spray, like, this skunky smell. (laughs) But you don't get any on you. Oh, God. God, I hate the Underdark. I mean, I'm sorry. I know it's like your home. I'm sorry. It's just different and everything just tries to kill me in the newest ways. What did you do? What are, I thought they were fine. They're better than fine. And he like uh, puts it up to his mouth and squeezes it in like a go-gurt. We were hungry, were we not? And like he holds it out to you <laughs> like a like a loose bag of wine. <laughs> she slaps it a couple times. He's like, dig it. Slaps it. Exactly. She stands mouth agape and feels her belly full of Pop-Tart <laughs> and reaches for it and takes a takes a sip. Uh, it tastes like cotton candy. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> she hands it back. <laughs> and, yeah, you walk on down the tunnel, like... Passing it. <laughs> and eating. I mean, they were your own thoughts, so really? It's like the sun eating a plant. What? <laughs> <laughs> you hated yourself. Make a, another perception check. A 10. You notice that the tunnels that you're walking through are perfectly symmetrical. What you failed to notice was a slight rumbling. But as you're walking now, you feel your there's vibrations in your toes. Hey, Grin, these tunnels are really circular. Yes, they are made by the worms. But as I mentioned, they tend not to come back. Huh. Okay. And with a there is a wall of purple that erupts behind both of you. You see this like storm corkscrewing into the far wall. It is surprisingly fast, like a horse at full gallop. And it continues past you as you count. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, nine, ten. Before at last a truncated end, ending in a wicked stinger, corkscrews off into the other side, leaving a brand new tunnel. Like a T behind where we were. Exactly. Myrie stands mouth agape. She looks at Grin. He stands mouth agape and looks at you. So they won't come back this way? It is possible that uh, I still have some more to learn. And you see your... uh, your compass swivel that way, the way that it came from. Copy. I uh, pull up my cloak and I start sneaking that way. As you're going, you're standing uh, in this now like new, new intersection. Is it wet? It is not, actually. It is sticky. Like sap? Yeah, yeah, like sap. But as you're standing in it, there is a cracking sound, and you look up and see rocks falling. Make a dexterity save. Grin. Time to move. 21. Three. You dodge forward, stepping like where these rocks crumble, leaving them in your footfalls, and lunge forward and then turn and see that the rocks have fallen. You hear a Oof! the dust settles and the echoes give way. And you hear Murray Murray Uh I run back over and start flipping rocks to get him up off of him. Make an athletics check. Dirty twenty. Uh, You clear away plenty of rocks, but as you do more uh, slide down into its place, you do open a small crack Mm -hmm. in the side of this passageway. It's on the far side, right right up against the tunnel wall. Mm -hmm. You hear on the other side, this voice go, I'm all right. I'm going to try and find a way around. I don't know if us splitting up is a good idea. Yeah, you don't hear anything in return. (sighs) I was really excited because we could do Pyramus and Thisbe, but... This will do, too. 
I crawl through and I try and track this boy. Well, you don't crawl through to the other side. Instead, squeezing your way into it, you find yourself in another tunnel of the similar uh, shape. So this is the new tunnel that you uh, just came from. Then I look at my ring and I follow which way it points. Points down this tunnel toward where you're going. Down the way the worm direction went? No, down the way it came from. Down the way it came from. You follow the ring down this tunnel. That also has, it's not quite as uniform as the one. It's fresh, so like other rocks have fallen uh-huh. in its path and you walk uh, around them. Although it is remarkably symmetrical still. Hmm. Like despite the minor variations in where hmm. loose earth has fallen, this thing bore through it like a drill. Mm-hmm. Apart from the occasional glowing insects scuttling along the walls, the cavern itself is dark. You're creeping along and suddenly a loud voice booms out all around you. Ms. Gadva, speak dangre fokori monde risaba. Does it sound like my boy? It does not. Damn. Okay. Cloak up. I sneak towards the voice. Uh, make a stealth check. Yes. With advantage. Correct. 25. You've put yourself low against the ground and kind of army crawl forward. You hear another booming, uh, the same booming voice go, Miss Ray, Grayfurkle. I still sneak towards it. Um, all right. Make a perception check. 11. As you're sneaking forward, you see crouched behind a stalagmite a young drow girl. Elves, you know, with their long lifespans, it's hard to kind of gauge, but she looks younger than you, Hmm. but maybe early teens. Mm -hmm. She is crouched behind the stalagmite, shivering and like glancing over it, pretty frightened. Myri sneaks up, so she's right on the other side of the stalagmite, and then pops her head around and goes, what are you doing here? She goes, Presses her back against the wall and I think instinctively lashes out with a ray of frost. <laughs> and with a two on the die, she throws her hand up kind of in self-defense to shield her face, but also tries to cast a spell at the same time and winds up just like freezing her head and giving herself brain freeze. And then she clutches her head and she goes, I stop and starts cursing herself in drow. Uh-huh. Uh, and like kind of shivering there. Myrie throws down her hood. She's like, hey, hey, sorry. I just need to make sure you weren't, like, insidious, small child, like, <laughs> gonna turn into a demon. Um, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? She says, like, the four drow words she knows, which are mushroom, sleep now, paper, and you fucker. Those are the four things Maggie made sure I knew. Or I figured out the last one myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You figured out the just through like through context, you're like, oh wait a minute. <laughs> I, like, she told you it meant thank you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you say the last thing you fuck her, she like looks at you very perplexed and then kind of like lets her guard down a little bit and um make another perception check. That's more like it. Twenty-three. You can see she looks emaciated her eyes are dark and swollen it seems that she has not slept recently oh, no. uh or ate or eaten i pull a pop tart out and i give it to her <laughs> she scars it down greedily at first she's a little bit wary yeah so like she i take a like bite takes it. first mm-hmm. like i hand it to her and she opens it and it's like oh this is what i expected and i i rip off a corner and eat it and be like you open it like you keep it in foil. Yeah. <laughs> like your, your rations yeah. Like a little My sweet. rations are Pop-Tarts. This is canon. Okay. They're like medieval Pop-Tarts. So it's like there's a pheasant one, but it's fake pheasant. There's like a butternut squash one. Like, like savory Thanksgiving Pop-Tarts. Pomegranate and like uh, onion. <laughs> Being vegan also turns you into like stoner taste. You're like, what else can I make different? So after she sees you take a little bite, she then scarfs it down greedily. And then as w- w- what might happen when you occasionally eat pastry too quickly, she starts like clutching her throat and kind of coughing. And it's like... <coughs> uh, uh, she gives her some water. Mm, uh, you take out your canteen and she <sighs> chokes it down. And, like, wipes her mouth and gives it back to you. Mm-hmm. She says something to you in uh-huh. uh, in drow. drow and, like, waits for an answer. Myri shrugs, makes worm with her arm, has a uh-huh. sword, and, like, cuts worm and goes, yay. And then goes, <laughs> uh, you with me? <laughs> she looks at you. She uh, does a little wave worm with her arm and then points the way that it went. Uh-huh. And then she makes the wave with just her hand mm-hmm. and then closes it into a fist uh-huh. and points the way that you are headed. Myri like, makes like a, 
oh, she's like swirling her arms like, yeah, sort of. Sorry, that's more what I wanted. Makes the fist, thumbs up on the fist. Okay. She like looks offended at you. and she's... Oh, that's so funny. Uh, uh... <laughs> and Myrie goes, points to her, points to Myrie, points to this girl, points to Myrie. Mm-hmm. Uh, walking. So she takes up both of her fingers and does like the two of them walking next and to one she, another. And she she starts the thumbs up, then she doesn't, and she uh, a-okay's instead. She like covers her mouth and giggles uh, to herself a little bit. <laughs> Mary like is so embarrassed, but just like sticks to nodding now. She mutters something, but then like she mimes, puts an X in front of her hands and goes no. I like shakes her head. Oh, like <laughs> okay. She says mushroom. And then just starts walking. <laughs> she nods and like puts her thumb in between her two fingers and no! says uh, mushroom. <laughs> no! uh, and, like, <laughs> and she's mushroom. she's basically being like, I'm not gay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And also like now's not the time. Even then, like I have a job to do. She like waves her hands and marks it away, and she goes, Hannah. Uh, Myri. And she like puts out her hand to shake it. We do a, a Roman citizen shake. <laughs> yeah, you do clasping each other's forearms and uh, her hand is still cold from where she cast the ray of frost and also because she's a woman Um, (laughs) it's not sexist it's just true as you're like standing there kind of face to face with her this understanding reached Mm -hmm. uh, and she points the way to go cool we go that way together you walk for some time i put my hood up and i look really cool and then she like puts her hand out to stop you and then crouches down and indicates like we should sneak uh i stealth do you want me to roll it yes please 28. Yeah, you very quietly creep along this tunnel. And now that you are listening for it, make a perception check with advantage. 17. You feel that rumbling again, and everything begins to kind of shake. You're looking around trying to figure out which way it is coming from, when suddenly you realize it's beneath you, and the floor gives way beneath your feet. Make a dexterity check. Can I try and help her by taking, like, disadvantage or something? Yeah, like, you want to grab her out of the way? I would say, yeah, make this check with disadvantage, and okay. she will make it with advantage. Okay. Which is cool, because that gets rid of her natural one. Nice. 17. And instead gives her a six. <laughs> you know, I'll take win where I can. You pull her out of the way, but she goes to pull you out of the way at the same time, and it winds up just, like, creating you both neutral in the air, and you fall down below. Oh, I'm falling of all times to fall. And there's no ring that can help you now. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to episode 66 of 1P D&D, with Beverly Jean as Myrie Stonedaughter and Trevor Wade as everyone else. Joshua Penn Pearson did the music, and this episode was inspired by the Wizards of the Coast story, Out of the Abyss. I got a lot of positive feedback about the new way we're doing the previously on, so that's how I'm going to do it for now, until enough people tell me otherwise. So if you don't like it, voice your opinion. And if you do like it, add your vote to the throng. If you don't feel like doing either of those things, but still want to help out, you can, of course, tell your friends about this podcast or leave us a rating on your favorite podcast listening platform because that way our community can grow. And you know, this podcast is only as cool as our community, which reminds me, if you like, you can interact with us on social media. At 1PDD is the Instagram. Hashtag 1PDD is the Twitter. That's one like the number, P like the letter, D like the letter, N like the letter, and D like the letter. The next episode is going to be up next Wednesday, which is December 2nd. Can you believe it? 2020 is almost over, which means we can look forward to the horrors and terrors that 2021 will bring. In the meantime, though, we're here to give you a little bit of fantasy escapism, and we hope to find you here next week for the continuing adventures of Myrie. See you then. Take 10 falling damage as you hit the floor below. Ugh, where's my healer? She's somewhere in this cave, wandering lost. Hannah will take four. Okay, I get up quickly and I look around. Where where are we at? You are in a dark cave. There, uh, It is not as symmetrical mm-hmm. as the tunnels were. This appears to be more of a natural cave formation. Mm-hmm. And there is a, a tunnel that leads ahead of you, like directly ahead of you. But other than that, you're just kind of in this dark recess. Okay. Hannah stands up, muttering to her, curses to herself. She's got a foul mouth. This one, you recognize. I recognize a couple of those words. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. You did uh, intuit that uh, 
mama is mother, which is fine. I mean, it's a false cognate. Mama means the same thing in every language. That's so funny. That's the word of the week. False cognate. That's uh, how I learned that uh, constipado means you have a cold, not constipated. So funny. Is there any way to climb back up? Too deep, too steep? More than that, there's not a word that rhymes with eep. There's a jeep blocking the entrance. The part of the cavern ceiling now that gave way underneath you is in the middle. So there's no way for you to, like, get, get to up. it. Copy. Um. Oh, unless you could misty step. But you can't misty step with someone. I know. It's so messed up because literally every X-Men who can travel can hold someone and they can also travel. So, Well, there are other spells. Misty Step is the training wheels version. Mm-hmm. Stupid companions keep getting separated. Um, let's, uh, I checked the ring. Which way does it say to go in this tunnel? It points actually to your right. Like you're facing this tunnel ahead of you, uh-huh. but it, it points off to your right. Which is a wall? Uh-huh. Okay. I'm going to follow the tunnel ahead of me. And it continues to swivel around uh-huh. behind you, as it does. Ahead of you, you can see a cave full of fungi. It's about 15 feet high, and you can see there's tons of mushrooms, some of which you recognize to be edible. Uh, Hannah immediately runs forward and begins eating. Oh, good, because I, I was looking to her for... Because last time there was, like, a bunch of mushrooms on the ground, they, I, I went crazy and had a rave, so mm-hmm. just checking. But she goes to start eating. She goes. There's like a lot of little um, blue cap ones, mm-hmm. and she like pops them off like berries. Uh, I eat some. I'm gonna put some in my bag too if I can. Yeah, I mean you're essentially putting like wheat germ in your bag, so just you can mark some. Uh, uh, they're called blue caps. So I'm taking a blue cap snack. You're snacking on some blue caps. You eat for about 15 minutes, and then you feel another faint rumbling, and this time it's not your stomach. Does it feel like it's above us this time? Make a perception check. Uh, a nine. Yeah, you can't tell where it's coming from. Okay. I go to the cavern wall and sort of flatten myself against it. Not mm-hmm. sure what to do. What cool. does Hannah do? Uh, Hannah, likewise, she drops into like the thicket of blue caps. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a little puff of powder blue spores that goes up, even though everything's in black and white to you. Because mm-hmm. uh, there's no light in here. Mm-hmm. So you, uh, she drops to the ground and hides as well. Um, after a, mo- a few moments, the rumbling passes. Okay. And uh, Hannah stands up. I look to her and I say, I, I motion with my head towards the way we were heading and I keep walking. In order to continue on, you have to climb up this ramp of gravel. That's good. Going up is good. Uh, I start climbing. Make an acrobatics check. 21. Nice. I use my grappling hook and I Batman across <laughs> this thing from like side <laughs> to side. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I look so cool. And she like walks up and like she's kind of like walking up a slide wearing socks yeah Yeah. she like slips out from underneath and then catches herself and then draws and she looks and picks up a large chunk of gravel that actually is like perfectly circular with two little spikes coming off either side of it and she looks down and realizes that this gravel has slowly started to turn into bones oh no this whole chamber that you're now standing in is dimly lit by luminescent lichen, and you can see thousands of bones covering the, the cavern floor. Are these bones moving? They are not. Okay. Uh, they're just lying there. There is a crack in the wall to the south. I look for anything alive that might have eaten all these creatures' bones. Make a, an investigation check. Uh, a natural one. Nothing that you can see. Maybe this is where bones come from. You hold up a skull and like in an elaspor york kind of way, and you like go, hmm, that's not alive, and toss it over your shoulder, and it clatters down. <laughs> Hannah, shocked, <laughs> just like horrified. <laughs> just like, yeah, exactly. Um, I point to the crack, and I'm like, right, we're getting out of here. And then I walk through the crack. You scoot your way through this crack. You have to turn sideways in order to get through it. And you can see that it just leads to a dead end. There's a small room but uh, in the center of it is a wide pit i want to sneak up to the edge of the pit and look over it and see if that just leads down to where the bones are uh you look down and it descends beyond your vision but about 30 feet down there is a small ledge on which rests more bones but these ones in the shape of a skeleton it is in moldering leather armor you see basically a dead adventurer on the side of this ledge not today satan I would like to investigate to try and find a way out that's not jumping into the pit of despair. Really? You don't want to take the bait of the dead person? No. <laughs> Even if there's treasure. Make the investigation check. 13. With a 13, you are looking around 
trying to find out if maybe the ceiling would be as thin as the floor was in the other room, uh, but it appears to just be regular rock. You don't know how far deep down this pit goes when there is more rumbling. Uh, can I try and determine from which direction it's coming and move to the mm-hmm. side of that? Yeah, it's coming from very close to you, but it's coming from the room that you were just in with all the bones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I try and flatten myself against a wall to the side. You do, and you uh, put yourself to the side and see Hannah do the same thing as <laughs> another wall of purple breaks through from the far side and then turns down and angles itself So it's not going left to right anymore, but it's going down and creates a long vertical pit. Right. Okay. Similar to the one that you were standing near. And after about 10 seconds, it clears away and the rumbling subsides. Okay. I look to the ring. Does the ring want me to go down the pit of despair? No. The ring wants you to go the way it came. And there is a tunnel now. Yeah, there's a tunnel now. Great. That's all Mm -hmm. I wanted. Look back and I go, I go worm. And I go Uh us going opposite of worm. And I just start Uh, heading towards that tunnel. The tunnel is very short. It's only about 30 feet before you emerge into an enormous chamber. The ceilings are 80 feet high above you. And Hannah taps on your shoulder and like points up. And she points to a cluster of three-foot diameter spheres. There's about six of them balled together like a bunch of grapes. Mm-hmm. And they are hanging in midair suspended by two long strands like thick cables. Mm-hmm. I put my cloak up i look to hannah and i'm like holding a baby mom angry mm. like i make like a uh, you put your hands wide and claws like lady gaga to both sides of your face yes and then I, I point around like should i be worried about something angry coming out of the wall she looks at you looks back at the tunnel that you just both walked through and then looks back at you again and just deadpans you Okay, um, how are we going to get these eggs down, baby girl? You're looking, musing to yourself, and she, like, taps you real quick, Uh and then, like, puts her finger up to her mouth in the universal sign for, let's be quiet. Make an investigation check. I'm also interested in signs of grin. My investigation Mm -hmm. is a four. Not sure. They're high above you, but as you're walking around this room... This cluster, you can see, are connected to other clusters. And walking around, you notice there's three or four that you can see immediately, and they are anchored to the sides of the wall, about 30 feet up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you come around, you see there's a passageway leading off to the south. And make a perception check. 23. You hear rhythmic sounds like giant footsteps not the rumbling but it sounds like something is coming from that southern tunnel um i hide and i pull her with me cool make a stealth check with advantage 30 (laughs) Purdy. beholder no we're not there yet (laughs) soon that will be a thing you see a hideous giant about 20 feet in height, taller than any of the fire giants you fought. I gently say to myself, not again. (laughs) (laughs) It cannot hear Uh, me. (laughs) Its face is covered in bumps, boils, and warts, as is much of its skin. It looks torn open and raw, like bad rashes. He walks with a hunch owed to the twisting nature of his back. Oh, he's he's Richard III. He's got a hunchback and one warped, withered arm that ends in a three-fingered, swollen fist. In his good arm, uh, in air quotes, he hauls a large piece of zirkwood that is wider on one knotted end. His mouth hangs open at an odd angle, like he can't fully close it, like his jaw doesn't work that way. And one of his eye sockets is completely shut with ooze, which drips down in a steady stream like a dog with a cold. His other eye is wide and lidless, a pale yellow with a slitted pupil like a cat's. He walks in and walks over to the nearest one of these clusters Mm -hmm. and reaches up and kind of just checks on it and then makes his way around to others in a... He gets to the one nearest you and like... Sniffs at the air. And you look at Hannah and Hannah looks back at you. And then he reaches forward 
and then up and plucks a giant spider off of this egg sack. It likes claw the air harmlessly because he grabbed it by its thorax, but it looks like a regular sized spider in his enormous hand. <laughs> his wider eye fixes on it, like the pupil fixes on it, mm-hmm. and then begins to whirl around. And the legs of the spider alternately reduce and enlarge. Its mandibles split and like run to either side of its head as it contorts in pain. Warts and pustules bubble up on its abdomen. And then he drops it, and it scuttles off like a drunkard as it <laughs> laughs to itself horribly. Then it uh, plucks a little piece of fungi off the cluster, and he makes a little cooing, clicking sound. <laughs> Heads back off into that southern tunnel. Not long thereafter, you hear rhythmic, cacophonic snoring. God, I wish you spoke common. I feel like that's a demon. Is that a demon? She looks back at you, um, like, unsure what you're saying, but she indicates for you to be quiet again. Right. Okay. So not only do we have to get these eggs, we have to get them quiet. Or we kill that thing now in its sleep. I look to her, and I go, Hongchu, like, sleeping, sleeping giant, stabby stab, eyeball, good? And I shrug, question mark. She moves her head side to side well weighing the options eyebrows up uh, i don't have a better plan <laughs> and begins creeping toward the southern tunnel yeah let's sneak that way and see what what's in room number three as you head that way she like puts out a hand to stop you again knocking over her coffee cup was it full <laughs> no it was empty oh, it was fine but i knocked it onto my external hard drive and taught myself a valuable lesson <laughs> she points up and you see that there are a network like a cat's cradle of these similar strands to the ones that are holding up the egg oh shit but they are not connected to any eggs and she points up and then brings her finger down and very emphatically taps them to her lips as in like not a sound myrie nods in understanding realizing this is like an alarm type thing Mm -hmm. yeah this is just the like the natural underdark version of anybody's tripwire you've seen stuff like this before yeah exactly and tucks in all of her loose spots and (laughs) climbs through, I guess. Okay, there are two tunnels to the right and to the left. The snoring is very clearly coming from the one on the left. Could be treasure. Could be a Tarrasque. Hey, one man's Tarrasque is another man's (laughs) treasure. Let's go towards the left. Okay, you sneak toward the sound of snoring and see illuminated by phosphorescent lichen in a kind of like glow-in-the-dark stick green Mm -hmm. this giant is curled up on a pile of skins and very loudly snoring you can see remnants of its grim meals various other travelers and egg hunters assemblages of limbs and viscera and yeah you've got the drop on him he lies sleeping oh man right like odysseus i climb actually misty step is probably silent but like quieter because it's mist instead of smoke so it's like yeah (laughs) yeah i want to misty step up onto his bed i mean he's on the floor like you can stand right over oh cool he's sleeping on a pile of skins but that's like Mm -hmm. oh i assumed animal skins but it could be it could Mm. be either i was doing that in my head too also, I doubt there's many mammals in the Underdark, so are they, like, carapaces? <laughs> I mean, there's definitely some quagoth. Forgot about quagoth. Okay, then, I guess, what's the most damage I can do at once? Oh, yeah, that it's that. <laughs> I'm gonna take spider bite, flip it in my hands, and then, I think so I don't even have to touch him, I would love to misty step a foot above his eyeball and come down stabbing on his eyeball. You want to go up into the air and then drill down into his eye? Uh-huh. Like, Link's just... Okay. I truly just don't want to touch his face while I attack him so that I will for sure not wake him up. Okay. You run forward, leap into the air, and wisp into smoke. Mark the spell slot. Did. And you come back forward, stabbing out. Cool, then make your attack. It's uh, 18. You sink it into his eye as he sleeps with a howl of pain. Uh, roll damage. 
26 damage, and they have to make a con save. Uh, as you stab into its eye, it tries to open it, but like, ooh, yeah, here's what we'll do. It tries to open its eye, but your sword is pinning it shut as like ambery goo uh, seeps out of it, and it thrashes in pain it stands and in standing you let go of your sword so it is stuck in its eye oh my god it is blinded but you don't have spider bite roll initiative tight i got a 22 for my cool hannah got an eight and this dude also got an eight sure oh no sorry hannah got a 10 she's a plus two to dex so it is you first that was your surprise round okay great i cast hexblade curse somebody's been studying I'm going to try and stab what I can reach, which is probably ankles. Yeah, you come up to its its quads. Yeah, okay. Basically. But it towers above you. It yeah. is enormous. It's huge. Well, it's huge. He's just thick. Cool. So I run up with my hex blade, and I'm going to take a stab at it, literally, for 17. We'll hit. 28 all day from that attack. <laughs> you run forward, and with the puff of feathers... Talon extends in your hand as you thrust forward and stab into the space between this thing's quadricep and its hamstring, piercing out the other side. Ooh, thick thighs save lives. Howls in pain and uh, looks around wildly, trying to blink open, but with your other sword still pinning shut its eyelid, it's unable to. It is Hannah's turn. She has a fledgling mage. She's going to cast Rear Frost again, because that's a spell that I know she has. And with a natural one, she reaches out and it hits the blade of spider bite. She was thinking that that would do more damage, uh-huh. but instead it makes it brittle enough that this thing like feels what's causing its blindness. Uh-huh. And it reaches up and pulls out spider bite from its eye, like moving a sliver. Uh-huh. And then throws it in and it clatters against the ground. Jeez. Its eye opens now. And uh, veins of dark purple and green have spread toward the, the wound, uh, which continues to gush amber. You can see its people slit, and it fixes its eye on you, Myrie. Very fun. Make a charisma saving throw, please. Oh, spooky! I'm gonna use luck, just because I think I need a high save. 14. You see this eye fix on yours, and you feel your body be racked with pain. You start to, like, hunch over. It's like the opening of fucking Bradley Cooper and the Elephant Man. Like, you you start you're putting your limbs in different contortions, uh-huh. but then the pain subsides, and you feel your muscles relax and release again. However, you do still take 17 psychic damage. Copy. And he is going to roll to hit Hannah with his great club with a natural 20. <gasps> Dude, she's toast. She's toast, man. I don't know. I might roll a bunch of twos again. Let's find out. Yeah, he... Oof, comical, but terrible. He smashes down with his great club, and you see her, like, go to throw up a shield uh-huh. in instinct, and it breaks through it and squashes her, crushes her, and when he lifts up his club, her body is still clinging to it. Ugh. It is your turn. How hurt does he look? Very. Blood is dripping out of his eye still. He limps now as he's, like, squaring off with you. Am I within reach of getting my second sword and attacking him twice? No, getting your sword would be in action. Okay. I'm going to cast Booming Blade and attack it with my Hexblade. Dope. 25. What hits, hits, hits. And? Sorry, I thought that was damage again because that's just kind of the range you're in these (laughs) days. It is, it is. Um, so I was doing that. So I'm going to roll 4d6 and 2d8. You let me know when you have that number. Number. 17. I write this down so I don't forget. How did your party kill this Fomorian? Tweet to us at hashtag 1pdnd. Plus 4. Do you need to know what of that is thunder damage? It does not matter for me. Uh, 25 damage all day. I did not need to know how much of that was thunder damage. But it is important that it was thunder damage because... Oh, shit. (laughs) As you use a booming blade and the circle of ravens floats around it and you realize too late what that means. So you see all these little ravens and you're like, no, 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 like shaking your hand uh, as he, feeling uh, this immense pain, runs forward. Roll the, from 
him triggering it now. Oh, you're right. Oh, it's so low. Seven. Boom. Goes off. And you, uh, like, whip your head over and see the strings begin vibrating violently. And, like, one string begins shaking another. And there's this... Oh, dude, like, somebody told me right before COVID hit, they built these safety rails onto the side of the Golden Gate Bridge to, like, stop people from killing themselves. But the way they get caught in the wind sounds like screaming, <gasps> basically, because of the vibration is so oh high. But they didn't, like, make a big announcement being like, hey, San Francisco, we're installing these rails. And they didn't know what would happen. So instead, like, March hit, and it just constantly sounded like wailing going on in San Francisco. That's so spooky. So that sound is happening now as this thing lurches past you. You get an opportunity attack if you want. Oh, I will? You can if you want. It's moving out of your range of attack. Then, yeah, I'll take it. Oh, man. Come on. I crit. Nice. Oh, shit. 16 damage. Come on. Give it to me. Come on. You slice up, hamstringing it on the other side. He falls to the ground and crawls forward now, prone. Just basically, like, reaching forward with his one overdeveloped large arm and shoulder grabbing into the ground with his fingernails digging into the dirt and then dragging himself forward and goes I wish I knew more Richard the Third to go oh he's yeah he's going a horse a horse <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> going to use his turn to stand up but it hurts his legs real real bad so he's like crawling now and he's going to shoot a look back over his shoulder at you try and do another spooky brain yeah, spooky brain attack <laughs> 23. 23, okay. 34. Oh, weird. I got there the completely different way. But uh, take another 17 so psychic damage. But this dude's crawling now. Yeah. He's like almost he's, toast. He's almost, yeah. He's, he's almost Tana. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he like props himself up on his great club. You see her like a piece of like paper fold off and fall to the ground and, and will soon join the pile of bones. Is he close enough for me to run and hit him with my hexblade, or do I gotta? Oh, yeah, for sure. No, yeah, you can. Okay, I go for it. 18. Does. 28. 46. 32 damage. How do you kill him? Myri sees him crawling away from her, mm. runs up the back of his foot like a ramp. Like a ramp? Uh huh. Runs along his calf, jumps off his butt in the air. <laughs> Does a flip like like a trampoline in that Mickey Mouse game for the Super Nintendo, and drives down her hex blade into the back of his like neck where his skull mm. meets his neck. Mm-hmm. That'll like oh. suffer. I know it's it's gross, but yeah. Which I hate, but it's the right move. And I destroy him. And as I do, mm-hmm. his blood like leaks out, and one of them turns into a raven, and it smacks me in the forehead, and I heal some some. Oh yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I think it like yeah, the blood comes out, mm-hmm. a la Black Swan. The feather comes up and then turns into like a full bird coming out of it, and uh-huh. it just like drives itself into my forehead, and it kind of yes. hurts a little, but it just melts in. Uh, how much do you heal for? Eight. Nicely done. Haha, <laughs> that's my name. And Myrie stands there breathing for a second, mm-hmm. and then she looks up. Are these things still shaking and reverberating? Mm-hmm. That like hum is still going. Fuck, it's not good. I, I go back for my sword and sheathe it, and I want to check on uh, Hannah. Can I stabilize her at all? Make a medicine check. I think I'm not good. I'm not good. I'm using luck on this NPC, because I'm just not going to use a one for my medicine check. I just can't. Eleven. Mm-hmm. Now you know with certainty she was crushed by this club. She was gone before she knew what hit her. Yeah. And so if there's any consolation, she probably didn't feel any pain. But you standing there over her, propping up her limp body, when on the other side from the far tunnel, you see ten drow pour into this room. They're all wearing, like, identical dark leathers. They swat into this room with a humming and look up, terrified, and then turn back to a woman who is in her middle age, like a middle-aged-looking drow, who bears a similar resemblance to Hannah, who goes forward, looks at you, sees you clutching her dead body, but also takes in the giant at the same time, 
and recognizes that there is no time to argue about this as the rumbling increases again. 